0: Hello and welcome to Dial for Flanger, which uh, with, from the intuitive name you can tell is a chat show. And today I'm talking to a gentleman called Derek William Crab, who uh, does a lot of podcasting on the, what was it, the Fan Holes Network, um, and has a show called Comics Motherfucker, Do You Read Them?, and talks about all sorts of things <laughs> on all different podcasts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, today I thought we would talk about Transformers. Now, I'm a little bit older than Derek, so... Um, the first time I saw Transformers, I was uh, uh, I was sort of bemused by them because I was uh, how old would I be? i probably about 18 or so. Um, I the first Transformer okay. I bought was a gift for a friend who was turning 21, and it was an ironic gift. Uh, <laughs> and um, I can't even remember which one I, it was. Uh, do,
1: you, the, do, you, do you do you remember which one you bought as the ironic
0: gift? Uh, it was, it was like a car, it was orange and red, or yellow and red, and kind of sporty looking, um, in the initial wave. Um, I've seen it around... I'm
1: like, well, that, that, that must have, that must have been an Autobot, and, and then if it was, if it was, uh, like, orange and red, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, I'm, I'm drawing a blank for orange, I know somebody's screaming at their Zonophone as we speak, but,
0: you know, I don't know. It's probably yellow, it's probably more yellow. Okay. I mean, it could be... It and it's got a little spoiler on the back.
1: Okay, maybe... I don't know, is it, is it Hot Rod? Like, yeah, I don't it's know. probably I Hot mean, Rod. I don't know, that's, that's what I'm guessing.
0: Probably okay. Hot Rod. It was when there weren't that many of them around. Um, but since then, I, okay. do, I do own two Transformers myself. I bought uh, the Japanese Robotech one that uh, looks bloody cool.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yep. So. Cool.
0: And I have... Um, yeah, I... Soundwave. I love Soundwave and I've I used to have all the cassettes, but I only seem to have um Ravage now, which is but yeah, Soundwave Ravage cool. So you you are probably younger than me.
1: Yeah, I I, I think probably when Transformers first came out, I was probably like I don't know, maybe 5 or 6 or something. Like I don't I don't think I was too old like the the, the that that kind of hit me at the right point, I think. I mean I'm 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 trying to think of you know I, I I feel like I have various stories of how I first came to things depending on how I was introduced to them you know because I mean to to me it's I mean it's probably more than this but I feel like it's a trifecta of things where it's like it's it's a toy right so you're introduced to it as a toy and probably the first Autobot I ever got was one of the little mini bots called Brawn and probably the first Decepticons I ever got were one of the two packs of Soundwave tapes, which was, you know, Frenzy and Laserbeak. So that was probably my initial introduction as far as toys go. And then you've got, you know, of course, your your weekday afternoon cartoons, or at least that's how they were sold to us over here. Right. So you have your Sunbow Transformers cartoon, which I think that was that was the the fiction I was most attached to too when when I was into the property and then you had your your Marvel comics like and that was kind of the the three main ways I mean like I said there's there's other things there's storybooks there's puffy stickers there's you know walkie-talkies there's you know I don't know sticker books and and presto magic and all this other kind of stuff but you know mainly to me it's it's toys comics and and animated cartoons you know and those those were the things that mainly hooked me onto it as far as you know getting into it as a fandom. But then I guess, you know, as the as the property continues, right, then there's different generations of the toys. There's the 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 sort of cat eating its own tail with the whole, you know, Japanese diaclone toys were imported to America. But then at some point, you know, Japan sort of, you know, also appropriated the American storyline that was created by jim shooter and all those guys you know so then then they had their own super robot life transformers where they they received you know the american cartoons and dubbed them in japanese and then they when 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 we ran out of cartoons they made their own anime and they were still producing toys once you know the marvel comic was canceled and you know basically hasbro was long done with the property but there were still toys being released in japan and then you know, you, you get into the truck, not monkey with Beast Wars. I don't know if you're familiar with that, <laughs> but like there's 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 all this kind of different, you know, vantage points to the fandom. Because, you know, I think it's funny because when you think about it, you know, at the time, everybody was so entrenched into, you know, these these iconic robots turned into machines. Right. And then and then you had the 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 kind of reinvention of it with Beast Wars. And and that's another part of the fandom where people who were introduced to it at that age like in like 95 i want to say like that was that was very instrumental to them and for me it was sort of a revival of my passion for the property because you know i guess r- regardless of you know i'm younger than you you're older than me type thing it's it was by, by the time i was paying attention to things like beast wars i was in college you know what i mean but but that sort of still revived my passion you know i remember driving around you know los angeles and you know torrance and inglewood and different targets and everything you know going oh i i need to get some of these optimal optimist toys or what you know whatever it is you know you, you just got excited about it because it sort of reignited your passion for that but then of course there there are the subsect of fans i, I don't want to say were because i think they still exist but there are the subsect of fans that were you to them it, the machine aspect of it was it was a very purist outlook on it right because they didn't want uh a transformer that turned into a tyrannosaurus rex or a a rat or a cheat cheetah or you know spider or whatever it is they all could transform into right so then you you have that famous i think it was toy fair or maybe it was just wizard magazine before they started doing toy fair but there, there was like this famous one you know I, I feel like that's what originated the whole truck not monkey thing but like the uh the it, you know they had probably the 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 macross looking jet fire that you said you have right and yeah. and it was standing next to uh to uh optimus primal toy transformed into the you know the the gorilla mode you know and it's kind of like I'm going to shoot you with my you know machine gun lasers and he's like I'm going to throw my feces at you you know and that was the <laughs> joke right cuz it's like you know that 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 was you know it's like it, it, it's a very you know kind of a bitter bitter pill from the old you know they feel like they're getting phased out you know these older fans and they're like what well, I'm supposed to like this new stuff but I think for me like I think I I looked at some of the initial stuff just cuz I was interested in it I think it was on like pay-per-view over here for me and I, I I watched, like, the pilot episodes and wasn't, like, super into it. But then I think seasons later, you know, they started tying it more and more into, I guess, what what Transformers fans, the vernacular is, you know, G1. You know, it's, a, you know, the letter G and the number one, you know, short for Generation One, meaning Generation One Transformers. And for the even more uh, nerdy, you know, it's a G-E-E, you know... Uh, uh, W.U.N. or I don't know, whatever, G1, you know, like that kind of. But anyway, th- that that era or that uh, passion for the original, you know, say, Sunbow cartoon or original Marvel comics or what have you, you know, that that sort of initial wave of, of American Transformers, you know, when they started introducing aspects of that mythology into the beast wars franchise you went oh whoa this is you know i don't know for me it was like it was so cool it was like they you know they, they were tying it all together and you you felt like you know your classic fandom was appreciated and important but you could also appreciate this new uh incarnation of it you know and kind of go along with it you know so i you know i think it, it it's different depending on how it goes and then of course there's there's a point in my timeline where i become a the curmudgeon you know, get-off-my-lawn thing, because despite being well-known, right, you, you know, as as a Transformers fan, you know, everybody knows about the Transformers jacket, you know, everybody knows, you know, I, I, I do a podcast where we talk about Transformers all the time, and eventually we, we called it Transformers Tuesdays, so we've got, like, you know, almost 70-something episodes of just us talking about Transformers, never mind all the Transformers talk we did in the you know, 200 plus episodes of just the regular Fan Holes podcast. So we, you know, we, we everyone knows we met on a Bot Talk forum. It was a Transformers forum. So for me, Transformers, I think, rolled over into a lot of the the current, you know, without Transformers, I don't think I would have met the people I met on the Bot Talk forums. I wouldn't have started podcasting without Transformers. I wouldn't have met... Guys like Rob Kelly or yourself or Shag or whoever, you know what I mean? Like it all kind of trickles down. So in some sense, it does kind of have an impact that probably I I, I don't think I acknowledge it. I mean, maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but there is that aspect where things sort of snowball and have that kind of butterfly cascading effect that without certain things You know, other other events in your life would not have taken place. So, I mean, in in that sense, I again, I guess getting back to it, you know, everybody knows I'm a Transformers fan. But what I was trying to allude to earlier is I've never seen one of the live action Transformers movies ever. And I probably don't intend to. You know what I mean? Like, that's just that was my line in the sand. I think when when those came out, I just kind of went, you know, I don't I don't think I'm going to enjoy that. I think that's going to make me upset. And so as an adult, I think my 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 reaction was so I just I just won't see it. And then I just won't get upset and then I don't have to worry about it. And that was kind of my adult reaction to it. So I've I've just never seen any of that stuff. It's funny because I'm so entrenched in the Transformers culture. I've probably seen like snippets of it in various review videos or I've I've, you know, sometimes like my buddies review the idw transformers comics because sometimes you know they get advanced copies of it you know and they review it on the the forums and things like that so sometimes i see like you know preview panels of you know kind of you know this mishmash of parts that don't look like anything to me but i know it's it's one of the movie the Bayformers like that kind of thing you know so i mean there is that that aspect of the fandom and i'm sure I'm sure there's people out there that that was their first exposure to Transformers, and they that may even be their favorite version of Transformers, right? So, I mean, there's there's probably all parts of of uh, you know fandom or incarnations of fandom, you know, because it's it's evolved, you know, to to have various animated series, there's there's video games and tie-ins and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, I'm sure everybody comes to it from a different vantage point you know even even like yourself where you know maybe it was kind of a lark at first but then you had a couple that you know you thought were your your favorites right and and you're in good company too right because you know every everybody loves Soundwave, wave and, and you can't go wrong with with jet right because Jetfire is super cool so
0: yeah <laughs> so did you maintain that connection all the way through like do you did you keep your original toys did you buy toys all the way through or was it or a case of dipping in and out, or reconnecting later with the things you used to own.
1: I, I think when I was young, there I had phases of of getting into things really strongly, and and I I would say you know because because I guess if you think about it in the sense of when I was really young, Star Wars was where it was at. But by the time eighty three rolled around, that was kind of when Return of the Jedi, you know, like like you know, often is said that's kind of when things started you know, temp, you know, tapering down for Star Wars. And and even then, I still was pretty passionate about, you know, droids and Ewoks and all that stuff. So when when product of that still trickled out, I was I was pretty interested in anything like that. But by the time you got into, you know, I don't know, 83 to 86, there, there were other things that that shifted to, whether it was, you know, probably I'd say He-Man, Transformers and G.I. Joe, you know. And, and so I, I pretty much I mean. I I don't know. I I think the initial waves, uh, there were certain things I got here and there that I was fortunate to get. I know that since Triceratops, my, my parents knew that was my favorite dinosaur. So of course, you know, slag was one of the first Dinobots I got, like things like that based on, you know, not so much based on the media or the property, but based on, you know, what they, what they knew of me, right? Like they, they knew I loved, the Triceratops, so then then in, in, in some sense, that love passed on to the the animated, the comic book character and things like that. And then I, I, I would say, and this is probably different for most fans too, but for me, uh, you know, the, the Season 3 cast, I think, is my favorite. So, like, I think that was kind of my heyday where I, I felt like I, I I went out of my way to try and collect all of those, or at least you know, anybody I saw on the TV screen, you know, because I, I liked Hot Rod becoming Rodimus Prime, you know, uh, I have my, my famous story about, we, we had a birthday party, my parents got me Galvatron, the, the, the nice little girl next door who was friends with me, her parents got me Galvatron, I had a, a Labrador retriever, and the Labrador Retriever was usually a pretty good dog, he didn't mess with anything, but for some reason he thought Galvatron's cannon, you know, bright and orange, was one of his chew toys, so he chewed the crap out of one of them. So it was fortunate that I had two, and then I, I, my, my recollection of it is that uh, we, we put the chewed up cannon back in the box, we did an even exchange and the even exchange probably was the same price points as Ultra Magnus, so that worked out in my benefits. So then I had Galvatron and Ultra Magnus. So, like, I, (laughs) I did collect, like, a lot of those toys for a long time. I think there was a period where probably... When they started, uh, I, I guess w- when people would refer to it as they, they got less uh, diecast metal and more gimmicky um, in terms of, say, headmasters and target masters and all that, I think I stuck with it still at the initial phase of the gimmicks. But I think I, I, I probably interest shifted in other directions. That's probably when I was a much more dedicated comic collector or maybe you know i was i was super into girls and music and all this other kind of stuff so like some of my attention you know shifted away from you know from from kind of you know childhood stuff or nerd stuff or whatever you want to call it so that there was kind of a period even in the heyday of all the the various i guess transformers catalogs if you will you know all the various kind of uh, uh, phases that they had, you know, lines that they released where there were certain things I just kind of missed out on. I'm I'm pretty fond of saying that when Bob Budiansky kind of got burnt out writing Marvel Transformers, that's right around when I kind of got burnt out reading Marvel Transformers, which is ironic because, you know, I guess Simon Furman comes over from the UK and takes over and then that becomes some of the best written Transformers comics there are, right? So I, I, I think what happened with me is I kind of discovered some of that stuff later on. You know, I, I might've skipped, you know, I don't know, 87, 88 and 89. Like I might've been busy focusing on Batman 89 and other things and, and, and kind of skipped some of that stuff. But then I think, you know, a, around the tail end of that, you know, 1990, 1991, you know, I, I picked up transformer 70 and went, wow, this is like the greatest thing I've ever read. And who's the Simon Furman guy. And I should go back and, get all the back issues I missed, and, and that kind of spiraled into me kind of looking at, hey, what what kind of toys are out right now? And they, they had Action Masters, which did not transform, but I thought were cool because they looked a lot more like the Sunbow cartoons that I loved so much. So, you know, it, it wasn't so much that you were, you know, looking at a toy and it was trying to approximate the the visual of the cartoon, but also transform into something. They didn't have to worry about that. So to me, it looked, you know, almost like, exact representations of what they looked like on the screen. And so I thought that was cool. And I ended up buying all those and some of the gimmicky ones that were on sale at KB, like the MicroMasters, you know, so that, I mean that, that, you know, I guess there were ebbs and flows to it. Uh, yeah. At some point, most of those things did not survive what I refer to as the great purge. Um, a, a lot of those toys, I know exactly where they went because a lot of those toys I sold to the guys I do the podcast with now. I mean, or at least the guys I made friends with on those message boards, because because a lot of the initial people who got first crack at my, you know, my my original childhood collection were all those guys. So, I mean, I know exactly where all the action masters are. They're they're all at Brian's house, you know, like so I kind of know where things are. Right. But, um you know, I, you know, and i i have I have goofy jokes about things where i I sold things and I got like you know a uh, 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 a Walmart gift card in trade for for something I sold, you know, so I have a joke about that where I was like, hey, you know you can pay me in Walmart gift cards now, I accept them or whatever but <laughs> yeah there's 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 stuff like that where um you know there there were ebbs and flows to it i mean e- even even now, like I think there was some sense of me. Recapturing some of those things because you know I ended up buying a lot of uh, Marvel Transformers comics for my spinner rack or reacquiring them you know to to put on an actual spinner rack just to give myself the the feel goods as far as that goes and it was something fun to do at conventions and everything just hunt some of those things down and. There's also the aspect of the fandom, I guess, that we haven't touched on. But, you know, while there's official product from from places like Hasbro and everything, um, there's also what they call third party product, which basically is, you know, not officially licensed stuff. But it's it's very expensive, very hyper detailed, you know, representations of Transformers. And I'd say, you know, some of mine are officially you know licensed masterpiece transformers that i got of say ultra magnus and rodimus prime and so on but some of them are are, you know i again focusing on the season three guys you know but some of them are are third-party representations you know of of springer and cup and blur and Rekgar and and kind of all those guys that were my you know wheelie all those guys that were my favorites um from either transformers the movie or, or transformers season three
0: do you have? Is there anything that you want that you don't have that's a holy grail?
1: Um, probably original art now, because I've I've shifted a little bit in my collecting, because I've I've sort of started getting into you know, commissions, and and then that kind of, you know, snowballs into trying to track down original art pages. So I, I, I've tried a couple times to bid on some things when I didn't exactly knew how it worked, so I didn't win those. And then, of course, there's the, the, the types, like, say, for example, you know, you see the cover of Transformer 67 up for auction, which is the Jim Lee cover, which has Galvatron on the front, and you think, oh, boy, maybe... I could get that. And, of course, it sells for, you know, like 35 k or something like that. And you're like, oh, I guess I was never in the ballpark for getting that ever, you know, like type thing. <laughs> but, I mean, there, there, there are things along those lines. I mean, the, 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 most, the closest thing I have right now is uh, I was able to get a variant cover original art to the recent IDW Beast Wars comic book. And it was by uh, Dan Kana, who I knew from various conventions and everything. And I saw it was up for sale, and I just wanted to make sure. I'm like, so th- this is yours, right? And you you get a cut of this, right? Like, th- it doesn't just, you know, vaporize, you know, go to some guy who bought it from you at cheap and is, you know, I don't know, flipping it or something like that. And he's all, oh, no, 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 I-, I work with these guys, and, you know, I- 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 I'm actually going to be the one shipping it to you and everything. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I felt good about that and um and i ended up getting that variant cover that he did but it's it's of the beast wars characters so it's got like you know dinobot and optimus primal and rat trap and cheetor and and all those guys but it's you know it was a nice a nice cover nice piece of art and everything and it was kind of like one of those things where you know obviously covers are more than individual pages and all that kind of stuff so you know you kind of put a A feather in your your cap when you you get a cover and things like that but if if anything is my uh grail i guess or i i don't know grail seems too strong but if anything is my collecting goal it it would be nice to have a page from you know you know one of the original comics and and if i had to like if, if i in a perfect world where it didn't cost you know the the jim lee 35k like if it wasn't like that uh, you know, I would I would love something that had, you know, Hot Rod or Fortress Maximus or one of those guys, you know, from some of my favorite issues, you know, things like that.
0: I, I looked it up. It was Hot Rod was the figure that I gave uh, my brother-in-law. Okay, yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool.
1: Hot Rod's my guy. I, I mean, I, I love Hot Rod, so.
0: So the revivals that are happening now, so there's a lot of um, sort of representation of the original g1 figures and things like that are you um sucked in by that uh i i
1: follow it peripherally i think a lot of my uh my podcast buddies a lot of the the board buddies i have on bot talk like i think i think there's still people who are heavily invested in in collecting those and those lines especially the ones that are you know geared toward classic fandom right like there but i mean there's 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 also you know Like I said, there's those aspects where people have their favorites from, you know, I don't know, Beast Wars or the movies or whatever, and if they come out with certain certain versions of those, like people definitely get into them. I I think the most I've focused on as far as collection in terms of toys, and I, I kind of did mention this briefly, but you know, I, I I have bought quite a few of the official Masterpiece figures. So I think I, I guess if you were to quantify me personally, like as far as the fandom goes, it, it would be it would be fair to say I'm a Masterpiece slash third party collector, I guess. Whereas, you know, some people I, I forget what the anagrams are because I can't be bothered to keep up with this stuff. But, you know, there's 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 chug collectors and, you know, there's leader class figures and all these other kind of uh, denominations or, or 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 you know naming conventions that people give the the various items and everything. I mean, I think I think lately everything is expensive, so they 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 I think they try to give you full value. But you know, there's there certain things where you know I think I watch the new Netflix series and we have a hoot sort of tearing them apart. I guess like like we're not exactly fans of the new Netflix stuff, <laughs> but I could see why you know they, they are faithful you know the, the the products you know the the official Hasbro products you know they are pretty faithful representations of what's on that Netflix screen so i could see why you know somebody would be invested in in collecting some of those and and like i said there's plenty of guys i know who do right like like they're into that like that's that's their bread and butter they they started collecting that class of figure you know way 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 you know 20 25 years ago and they're still you know getting new things that come out where either they they get an upgrade, you know, some some new version of a figure comes out that they like a lot better than the the one they bought, you know, 20 years ago, or, you know, there's just like brand new things that, you know, they, I guess the other thing that they've been doing now lately, which kind of muddies the waters a bit, and I guess you could classify me as a as a Hot Rod Rodimus collector, because I tend to, uh, I, I, I'm not going to say I have every version of Hot Rod Rodimus that has ever been released in any format, but... I do kind of have a shrine to Hot Rod Rodimus Prime. Like I mean I I have I have you know over probably I don't know 40 or 50 versions of that specific character and one of the more recent ones was the the line I mean it's it's kind of a it's kind of one of these chug lines or whatever it is but it's like they they call it studio series and basically I guess the idea is supposed to be like oh it's supposed to be this accurate representation of the toys from the movies so in some cases those bayformers there are studio city you know i don't know optimus primes or bumblebees that are supposed to be faithful representations of those feature film versions but more recently because of the 35th anniversary of transformers the movie there have been a number of releases where their studio series you know shark or studio series Rekgar, or studio series you know you know, from from Transformers the movie, and one of those was a Studio Series Hot Rod, which was, you know, probably one of the most recent Hot Rod purchases that I made. Besides, I think they just came out with a a War for Cybertron or no Kingdom Kingdom Cybertron Rodimus Prime. So I think I think those were the two most recent kind of Rodimus Prime. Uh, hot rod purchases that I made, so I, I guess uh, you know peripheral in the sense that you know I don't, I probably wouldn't collect the entire Kingdom line like some people might, but if if I see a, a Rodimus Prime figure, you know, like sometimes I I think they're about to release some of those reaction figures, and I think one of them's uh, a hot rod or a Rodimus Prime, so I might you know I might dip in and just kind of get that one version and kind of dip back out. But that's that's probably the, uh, where I draw the line as far as that goes.
0: Now, with the, uh, the organization of the uh, Transformers fans, are there any aspects of that that you find repellent or obnoxious?
1: Well, I mean, I, I've been on a Bot Transformers <laughs> forum for... You know, almost uh, over 20 years uh, there there's there's one individual on that board that the majority of the board has on block I mean uh, I, I guess when you say repellent he's the first person that comes to mind like but uh, uh, you know I don't know I, I make jokes about it all the time I mean there's 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 stuff where you know th- there's there's always gonna be an aspect of the the fandoms that you love having, uh people that you don't get along with or maybe don't see eye to eye with or whatever but i'm I'm gonna take a positive bend on this and just say like I, I think that's far and few between you know what i mean like the the, the guy who runs the botox forums is a, a really really uh, sweet individual from canada he's a great guy we call him boss monkey he's awesome you know like and 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 the fact that he's kept that board running as long as he has like mainly because it's a bunch of us knuckleheads that go on it you know there's probably like what 20 to 30 of us still patronize it on a regular basis you know so i mean i i'm not going to say anything bad about the 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 fandom in that sense but but you know what's funny about that was that that forum was uh at some points was super controversial you know what i mean like there were i think writers from i want to say like the, the Beast Machines cartoon that had their own individual forum on that uh, message board for a while. And, th- you know, it, it, I think I met one of the guys. I think it was like Bob Skur. I met him in... Um, uh, what was it in Denver? Uh, Denver Comic Con, and they were they were hawking they were hawking probably mean they they were they were advertising their new uh, previously on the X Men book. So they had like all the you know the writers and and the different guys that worked on the the X Men cartoon there, and they put together this book and they had a really nice presentation, a really nice panel on it and everything. And so you know I went to their table, I bought their book, I got them to sign it, you know, um you know and I patronized and 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 talked with a lot of them and shared some stories but i do remember like th- there was that aspect where if i mentioned bot is he gonna like be all grumpy or whatever you know <laughs> like like if i say i'm from bot is that gonna be like get the hell away from my table you know like that kind of it, it wasn't it it had it wasn't like that at all but i mean there there, there I, I think there's always going to be stuff like that 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 uh Th- th- that surround certain things but i mean at the end of the day i i i, I don't know if this is going to end on a positive note or not but at the end of the day i think that's all kind of like high school bullshit you know and and i'm an adult you know like so like that kind of stuff i i'd rather talk with people about like what what i love and care for and 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 maybe even remember some of those uh disagreements with fandoms like in a positive light, you know, because to, to me, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that like hate hot rods guts. Right. And I'm like the biggest hot rod supporter proponent there is. Right. And I used to get into flame wars with people over that and and now of course I'm kind of like I'm too old for that shit I don't got time for that like so <laughs> it's like now if somebody says, oh, Hot Rods lame he killed Optimus Prime he's a duty head I just kind of laugh and smile and go I don't care I think he's the best you know and, and uh, you know I've got my little you know shrine of happiness that I dig and if somebody else thinks Hot Rods a big pile of shit that's that's uh, their business you know like so I don't I don't know like that that's that's kind of how I try to approach things or tend to approach things and you know that's I, I think that's how I'm going to uh, continue to do so because that's you know otherwise uh, you you uh, you know drive yourself crazy
0: With uh, the future of Transformers is there anything you're looking forward to or anything you hope they do?
1: You know it's supposed to come out that I was looking forward to and now I'm not sure if it's going to come out or not uh, I, The last I heard because we, we were uh, you know I know I know I said we made fun of the the, the Netflix uh, transformers You know we had a good time kind of Tearing it apart or ripping it a new one right But the, the one show that we Were pretty uh, uh, Positive about Pretty um, uh, You know kind of like, you should go watch this because it's good fun or whatever, was there was a show, um, and it's all over YouTube now. You could probably watch it for free because um, they do all these YouTube-like streams of it and all this other stuff. But there was a, a series that ran for three seasons called Transformers Cyberverse. And I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed it a lot, and I think my favorite was the third season. And I enjoyed it so much I had one of the the IDW Transformers artists – uh, I commissioned them to do kind of like this uh, homage cover to Days of Future Past, but instead of it being Wolverine and Kitty Pride in in a you know in in the you uh, know the brick wall with the the list of deceased and MIA X Men and all these kind of mutants and everything, it was um it was the Cyberverse hot rod, and um they they had all the different. You know, characters that were either, you know, deceased on the series or or M.I.A., you know, captured and all this kind of good stuff. And and so, I mean, I I, I guess that I was really passionate about. And and from what I understand, there was supposed to be some kind of direct to video, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, film, you know, like one of those things, you know, kind of like, you know, the the JLA uh, trapped in time, you know, like some kind of stealth yep. release that was supposed to come uh, around November, but it's getting closer and closer to November and I haven't heard jack squat about it so like it was funny we we had a little free slot in november saved because i was like hey if that comes out do you want to watch it and talk about it and record a show about it and we're like yeah let's do it and so i've had this free slot saved, but like we're starting to think like oh we better fill that we better have plans to fill that slot with something because it might not actually like come out like when we think it's going to come out so but but as far as like am i looking forward to it i i i am you know, if they do release that direct-to-video uh, kind of film thing of, uh, you know, Cyberverse, you know, uh, I, I would totally be on board to check that out because I really did enjoy, you know, watching the three seasons that have come out. So I, I, would hope that I would enjoy the the direct-to-video thing as much.
0: And where does the original Transformers the movie sit in the hierarchy of cool Transformers things for you? because i say this because I've, I've never watched it
1: <laughs> okay i mean i mean for me it, i mean it, it, there 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 is the aspect of you sort of had to be there but i mean for 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 any transformers fan that grew up with it when we did i mean it, it's probably like number one i mean it, it's got to be like way up there if it's not if it's not number one it's definitely in the top five i mean we we, we would literally have you know, I remember because you know it starts. The movie starts out. It is the year 2005. When it was 2005 on Bot Talk, we literally had a thread that was like, "It is the year 2005," <laughs> and then the next like 40 pages were us quoting every single line from the movie. I mean, that's you know, we're, we're the type of fans we watch that movie so much i mean i probably can't do it today but there, there there was a point where every everyone who watched that movie could recite that entire movie to you line by line like verbatim you know and there are still people that can do that you know and it's just like that so i mean that was always like a huge big deal as far as the fandom goes
0: well i, well, I better watch it now i think
1: so yeah, i i mean i don't know it's it's weird because you know there i've i've had those those uh experiences before you know and 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 I, I i think some people you know it's just never gonna hit the same way and there's some people i think that can watch it that have never seen it and just appreciate what it meant to to the people who who are passionate about it but you know i mean you, you know your 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 mileage may vary but i mean on, on the plus side i mean sound definitely in it so so it's got that going for you
0: so what's the best crossover with Transformers?
1: That's, I mean, part of me wants to say, like, internal crossovers, you know, like, things like, like, I, I don't know if that's a cheat, but, like, there, there are storylines like Time Wars where you have, like, you know, the the, the Transformers from Season 3 meeting, you know, the, the movie Transformers meeting the, the, the classic, you know, Transformers in 1984 and things like that, but um, I I could throw out a couple things. I mean, especially if you're if you're as passionate about Star Trek the original series as as I am, I mean, the the Star Trek Transformers crossover from IDW is really really fun. I'm trying to think if there's other things that I I mean, I guess of recent like yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, there there there, there have been examples. I mean, they, they you know, it's it's kind of like aliens and predator. Like that, you know, they, it's like they try to they try to cross them over to every little thing. the, the Have you have you seen the unproduced like the never uh, produced um crossover for like DC and Transformers? Because that uh-huh. I feel like I should mention. Because so look up when, when you get a chance. Just look up um, Phil Jimenez, uh, DC Transformers, or DC versus, I don't know how they label it, but basically Phil Jimenez, DC versus Transformers. Um, the original art for this, I think, is currently in the possession of uh, Chris Ryle, like, who was formerly, like, the the editor-in-chief or whatever over at IDW. Um, he's a really nice guy. He loves ROM and everything, but he owns that original art. The art came from an article in Wizard back in the day. Um, it's a really nice piece that has, you know, the Trinity, like Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman up in the front. Um, Optimus Prime gets a Green Lantern ring. You see Aquaman fighting the the Seacons, which is um, like some of the underwater evil Decepticon villains and stuff like that. There's, there's all kinds of fun stuff where like Megatron's leading hordes of, you know, Decepticons and everything, Um, and basically, when, I guess, in between the period where, uh, you know, Marvel was not producing Transformers comics, and uh, before Dreamwave got the license to do Transformers comics, there was a period where, I think, Hasbro was shopping around the transformers license and saying okay you know marvel what are you going to do for us if we give you the transformers license like you know and basically you know dark horse what are you going to do for us or whatever and and at the time i think one of the biggest contenders to get the transformers license was going to be dc but they were going to do it whole hog where they were going to like integrate them you know like into the universe (laughs) so it was like this this really i i don't know to me that's what it sounded like the pitch was and and you you know you had this great phil jimenez art and everything and so like that was something you know you can't really uh, read it it doesn't really exist but just as a concept and the fact that there's actually art out there and you could probably you know track down that that wizard article i'm talking about or whatever like that that's probably the the greatest uh, you know for i i would say for guys like me and you who obviously are very passionate about dc comics like that That would probably, you know, for me, I'm probably, you know, DC and and Transformers, like I'm probably neck and neck with with my, in terms of my passion for both those um, universes. And and to see them kind of merge together, like I, I think the only thing that comes close to that is like you know when I was reading say you know j l a. Avengers or something, do you know what I mean like like yeah. if to me, if that was actually realized, like that's that's the sense of giddiness I would have had seeing those two uh properties you know uh kind of mingle and and just kind of explode um, <laughs> and then you're making me think of other things too you know tom Tom Shioli's um Gi Joe versus Transformers is is super weird and super kirby-esque but it's pretty awesome like if you if you appreciate like all the nods and references and crazy stuff that he puts into it he puts a lot of a lot of care and passion into all the stuff he works on and and that's something that you can read and is out there um and and i would definitely recommend too
0: well thanks very much for that derek that's been really interesting i feel like going to the shops and cruising the transformer isles um and yeah, <laughs> then, I, then
1: my work then my work here is done.
0: <laughs> yes, and well, enjoy your Transformer fandom, and I'll probably try and catch up with you in 2023 at Heroes Con.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I, I hope I hope to to be able to uh, interact with all my friends and colleagues, including yourself. Yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> I'll be looking out for the jacket. Um, now, if you want to see some of uh, uh, Derek's stuff, we'll put a few pictures up on the uh, the show post on waitingfordoom.com. And um, if you're interested in Waiting for Doom, the uh, the show is back. We've been following the TV show lately. And uh, yeah, that's it for now. Thanks very much.